Well, it's now been 17 days since social distancing recommendations in our country went into effect uh, in, order, in an effort to help flatten the curve of the coronavirus pandemic. Many states have, have taken increased measures to slow the growing rates of infection. So as of yesterday, 265 million people in at least 32 states have all now been ordered to stay at home in order to stunt the spread. If you're anything like me, I'm sure you've felt the, the added burdens and anxieties and uncertainty that such measures bring. Feelings of isolation, loss, fear, frustration, temptation, and, and even despair fall over us like a flood these days. Now, these are nece necessary measures to be sure, but they're not easy. God didn't make us to be isolated creatures, cut off from, from one another's physical presence. This is especially true for those of us who belong to Christ. For when we submit to Jesus as our king, God brings us into a family. We're brought into to close proximity with one another, crowding a, around a, a banquet table with, with other sinners who've been redeemed by our bridegroom's blood. So it's right for us to feel disordered and disoriented when we're forced apart like this, whether it's because of a pandemic or persecution or something else outside of our control. And yet, in, in God's strange providence, this is now the world we live in. And it's not certain when normal will return or, or when we'll be able to safely gather together again. For now, God has us here in this moment, sheltered in place, apart from one another. But this isn't the first time God's people have had to isolate, shelter in place, and, and social distance. In Psalm 57, David finds himself on the run from Saul, sheltered in place in the cave of Adalam. This psalm actually picks up close to where we left off in our sermon series on 1 Samuel last month. For both Psalm 56 and 57, detail the events described in 1 Samuel 21 and 22. And I think Psalm 57 in particular has unique application for us in our current circumstances. For much like David was, was forced to hunker down in the cave of Adalam, we've also been forced to hunker down in our homes and shelter in place in, in our proverbial caves. Psalm 57 then is a song for sheltered saints to sing when we feel cut off, anxious, and alone. Listen to how David responds to his shelter in place order. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me. For in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge until the storms of destruction pass by. I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame him who tramples on me. God will send out his steadfast love and his faithfulness. My soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amid fiery beasts. The children of man whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my way, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my glory. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord. 
among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is great to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. This psalm breaks down into two main sections. Verses 1 to 6, those detail David's cry for mercy. And then in verses 7 to 11, he anticipates his joy and deliverance. And David bookends both sections with the refrain of God's glory in verses 5 and 11. Even in a cave, David's got his eyes locked not on his own escape, but on God's exaltation. Now, there are, there are so many wonderful threads we could pull on from this psalm. But the thing I want us to see is, is how laser-focused David is not on his circumstances, but on the incomparable character of the Lord. Notice in verses 2 and 3 how he describes God. He's the God most high. He's the God who fulfills his purposes. He's the God who will send from heaven and save. He's the God who will put to shame him who tramples me. He's the God who will send his steadfast love and faithfulness. In other words, God is an utterly incomparable refuge. He's the best place, the safest place for David to shelter in place until the storms of destruction pass him by. No other refuge can can accomplish these things for David. God is a superior refuge in every single way. Brothers and sisters, it's going to be all too easy for us in the circumstances we now find ourselves in to put our hope and our confidence in other things. Whether that's our hand washing routines or a bottle of hand sanitizer, unemployment benefits, declining infection rates, or an eventual, eventual vaccine. We'll even be tempted to think that things like social distancing or, or sheltering in place will keep us safe. That our homes will, will protect us from the pandemic raging beyond its walls. Our collective circumstances, they'll make demands of, of us all. Of, of that we can be certain in these days. Most acutely, it, it will demand that you and I put our hope and trust in anyone and everything except for God. Of course, we should do all we can to protect ourselves and others from this disease. But Psalm 57 reminds us that to put our hope and our trust in anything but God is certain and sure disaster. David has one shelter, one stronghold, one fortress that can withstand the storm he's in. And it's not the physical cave he's hiding in. It's the merciful wings he's hiding under. Where most would have have named his cave as as a refuge, David looks beyond his cave. He doesn't confuse the cave for for his stronghold. He knows his true means of shelter is the compassionate character of the Lord. The one who, who delights to care for his children and longs to gather them up as a hen gathers her young under her wings. David knows what what the prophet Nahum Nahum knows in Nahum 1.7, that the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. Brothers and sisters, anything else is just a house of cards, a ramshackle lean-to that will come crashing down upon your head. So friends, this, 
This is not the time to give in to the demands our circumstances are making of us. Now is not the time for for us to retreat to lesser things, to run for the hills or to abandon ship. No, now is the time to bury ourselves under the shadow of the wings of omnipotence. Now is the time to, to dig our heels in and shelter in the one who's already come down from heaven to pick us up out of the pit of our hopelessness. When we were dead in our sin, the word became flesh and dwelt among us to die our death so that we can have the the same kind of defiant confidence that David displays here in Psalm 57. If only we would would turn from our sin and, and trust him alone for refuge. Because these promises are true for us in Christ, we can cling to and entrust our entire being to the one who has borne all of our griefs and carried all of our sorrows, who was stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, and who was cut off out of the land of the living and poured out his soul to death so that we might live. Brothers and sisters, we can trust him We can trust him even in these uncertain days because we know this this refuge. This pandemic has, has not knocked our ship off course. Our king still stands at the helm. He has led us into this storm and he is the only one who can safely get us out of it. Our faith our faith can be this unshakable and immovable and rock solid because our God is this unshakable immovable and rock solid. He was before this pandemic. He is in the midst of it and he will be after it passes. It's this reality that that brings David to the place of praise that we see in verses 7 to 11. His physical circumstances haven't changed at all. He's still in the cave, but the character of God moves him to a place where he can actually celebrate the assurance of his deliverance and anticipate praising God among the Lord's people again. Just look at, look at how he responds in verses eight and nine. Awake, my glory. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. Even in the cave, David finds things to thank God for. And he looks forward to the day when, we will, when he will once again gather with God's people for worship. And the whole earth will be filled with God's praise. Whether in this life or the next, David knows his shelter in place order has an end. The cave is is only temporary housing. But his true refuge in the Lord will endure forever. And that future reality, not his present circumstances, brings him to a place of tremendous gratitude and praise. Friends, no doubt these are difficult and unprecedented times for us. We've been forced apart by this pandemic for the foreseeable future, but we still have so much to give thanks to the Lord for. In Christ, we we have an infinite number of reasons to sing his praises. We We may not be able to do that among his people yet, but that's no excuse for us to go silent. So let's take our cues from David in these strange times. David doesn't let his days alone in a cave stop him from belting it out at the top of his lungs for the glory of God. 
He's keeping his voice warm for the day when, when life in the cave is over and he can sing with God's people again. So let me just encourage you, brothers and sisters, to keep singing the song of God's steadfast love and faithfulness for us, even in these days that we're apart. Use that UBC Spotify playlist, the YouTube videos, and the song sheets that are being posted on Sunday mornings. Or use past worship guides to assist you in in these efforts. However you do it, just keep singing. Even if singing isn't really your thing, even if you don't like it or you're not that good at it, sing. I think we sometimes forget that, that the Bible actually commands us to sing. Ephesians 5.19 and Colossians 3.16 say that, that singing is part of our DNA as God's people. So it's, it's actually not optional for us. So even in this strange season, sing. Sing with thankfulness in your hearts to God the Father through Christ. Sing with your family. Sing alone in your apartment. Sing on FaceTime or, or Zoom with others from the church. It will feel awkward at first, I know, but our God is worthy of all the awkward. As long as as we are sheltered in place, apart from one another, we must sing with anticipation for the day when we'll all be gathered together again under one roof, lifting our voices in unity to our God who, who has proved faithful to us, even when we were cut off from one another. Whether in this life or the next, We will sing together again, brothers and sisters. We will sing together again. Our quarantine will end and we will gather again with God's people and give thanks to the Lord. We will feast in the house of Zion. We will sing with our hearts restored. He has done great things. We will say together. We will feast and weep no more. And on that glorious day, we will do all of those things not apart, but together, crowded, elbow to elbow, with all the redeemed around the table of our King. Until that day, though, we have much to sing about and give thanks to the Lord for right now. Let us be found, even in these days as we shelter in place, lifting our eyes and our voices to our true and better refuge. Even in a cave, Our God is worthy to be praised for his steadfast love is great to the heavens and his faithfulness to the clouds.